We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, everyone, to the award-winning Roto-Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by WinBet. It's Friday, December 10th, 2021. Alex Perutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K-Train-Kreitz. All aboard! Well, let's jump right into it. The entire NBA has COVID again. It's officially back. Uh, The vaccine's not working as much as the NBA intended. Um... Uh, all exaggeration aside, uh, we have Chicago announcing Derek Jones as their fifth player within health and safety protocols, joining DeRozan, Kobe White, Matt Thomas, and Ken's favorite, Javante Green. Love Javante. DeRozan might be back on Thursday, which would be nice, but if you're in a weekly league, too bad. Uh, you're not going to start him again for next week. Uh, in Charlotte, we have LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, Ish Smith, Mason Plumley, and Jalen McDaniels affected. They're out. Um, likely until Wednesday. And we have Raptors president Masai Ujiri testing positive, not to mention Indiana Pacers coach Rick Carlisle. Uh, Rick Carlisle's not young. I was a little worried. You know, when you hear someone older with it, you get like a little, ah. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. I mean, that's great. And Popovich Smith is, as well. Yeah. <laughs> Greg Popovich is still coaching on the sidelines. He's, I assume, the NBA's oldest coach. Um, so you have to obviously have some concerns about that sort of a thing. Um, I don't, I mean, Ken, do you have any sort of like analysis on this? Cause I feel like last season, no, we I, I have nothing like, smart to say. Well, there's the news. The Canadian news is interesting about, I oh, think we're yeah. going to see news. I think we're, you know, you've got to have proof of vaccination to play, uh, to cross the border and play in Raptor games. So I feel like, might see a few Antonio Brown like scenarios where players may have been doing something shady. Uh, so I, I think a news will trickle out from that. I'm curious to see what happens. Yeah, I think that's about it. Other than that, you know, you kind of just have to stay up to date with, uh, I mean, on Roto Wire with like who's going to, if player X gets hurt or players X, Y, Z, one, two, and three are out, uh, who, which bench players are going to play well. Or at Use least the depth in. chart pages, baby. On road exactly. Away. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Ken, let's move on to the Nuggets. Yeah, uh, Aaron Gordon scores twenty five, but the Nuggets lose one twenty three, one eleven to the mediocre San Antonio Spurs. 
I admittedly have trashed Aaron Gordon on this pod uh, a few times. So I should point out that with Michael Porter Jr. out, he's played quite well the last 10 games. 17 points, six boards, 2.8 assists per game with 1.4 stocks and one three-pointer a game again in the last 10. So uh, Gordon is really uh, earning his keep now. I don't know if he's playing up to that massive contract he has. I've got a few trade offers for him as he it's been improving his game. Also, that game was Jokic's fifth game since his wrist injury and his third straight triple-double. Hello. Getting to Russell Westbrook territory here. Um, but uh, any other gems you guys see on uh, the Nuggets or the Spurs? Alex, I know there's a certain big man for the Spurs who's back from an injury uh, that you're always high on. Yeah, Jakob Pertl. Um, I think as a... As a team, Rotowire was relatively high on him coming into this season. Seeing 30 minutes a game over the past two weeks uh, is Pirtle averaging 11 and 10 with three assists, 2.6 blocks. Uh, shooting 25% from the charity stripe, not great for your percentages there. But if you're punting that category, he's way more valuable. Um, Shannon, you see anything on, on Denver or San Antonio that intrigues you that could be available or you might want to trade for or trade high or... Well, Bone, Bone Tywin's always interesting. Uh, you know, rookie rookie guard, wing player. Um, he's had some flashes this season. Um, I, I, I'm skeptical that he'll have a, a big enough role to make a huge impact in fantasy for the season. But if they suffer, you know, another injury to their backcourt, that'll certainly open up more minutes. He was he was kind of one of the darlings from the preseason of this rookie class. And, and I like what I see. I just think we're, you know, a year or two off from him actually being a, a fantasy contributor for, you know, 10 or 12 team leagues. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. He's the guy, he's kind of the next man up at this point. If anyone else suffers an injury on the team, he's just going to start playing and he chucks up shots. Uh, so that's good. Yeah. yeah but I mean, with, uh, yeah, sorry, let me, I'll hop in there with, you know, with MPJ gone, you guys mentioned Gordon already. And then Jeff Jeff Green's the other guy, um, and he he's played fairly well um, in, in MPJ's absence. Uh, over yeah, there, there's a bit of a stinker yeah, last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah a total. It, it feels bad talking about this coming off that not you know nine and a half point fantasy outing that he had last night. But he's locked into the starting lineup uh, over the past nine games. Green's averaged thirteen points, four four point two rebounds, and, and one block, one point three three pointers as well. Um, you know, nothing, nothing to get too Not excited bad about for somebody in his sixties. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, he, I find it frustrating reading nugget box scores when you have to do extra clicks to see which green they're which Jay green they're talking about, whether it's yeah. Jeff green or Jermichael, that's just a little side complaint. You guys surprised by the Bates Diop, uh, start for the Spurs. Uh, someone was out, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, they were sure. Can't quite remember, but he—I mean—he's part of their rotation. I mean, if any of those wings miss time, if McDermott, thirty-one Sell, minutes last night. Yeah, I mean, classic pop, just throwing some random guy for thirty-five minutes. Uh, well, see what happens. Don't yeah, play that young stuff like that. Kel- Keldon Johnson, who's not expected yeah, that's as right, much that's time, right, he, that's he right. missed last night's game, and I do think Vassell uh, might might have got the start 
if he were already back, but he was just returning himself from an absence. So he only played 17 or 18 minutes. Um, So there's not a ton to read into it. You know, we we had uh, Lonnie Walker got some extra minutes in in Kelton Johnson's uh, absence as well. And he had a fairly big game, 21 points, four rebounds, three assists in 26 minutes. Um, But, you know, it's, Really, when you're looking at guys, if if Kelvin Johnson missed more time or Doug McDermott, Derek White, any of those players on the Spurs, I mean, it's it's Vassell and and Lonnie Walker. Those are two guys that are gonna you're gonna target because they're gonna they'll probably trade games. You know, one will be off, one will be on one game, and, and the next the 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 following game. But those are two guys who really are gonna pack a punch if they get more playing time. This was supposed to be the magical week for the Spurs as the only team with five games, and yet injuries have screwed everything up. Johnson, Vassell. Yeah. I grabbed McDermott in two leagues, which has paid off. Um, nice. But, yeah, we'll see. So uh, Luka Doncic has admitted that his conditioning needs to be better. Reportedly came into the season weighing 260. Um TNT analyst Reggie Miller for the second Chris. time in a row too. Did you see that? They were like twice. Yeah. He's been two sixty. Hmm. So you know, am, so I'm not fat. Is that what we're getting to? <laughs> I like it. I like it. The My conditioning's got to be better too. I mean, geez. The reality really of the situation can't... is that if you're European, everyone just cuts you slack. They're like, oh yeah. Yeah, during the, the food is so good over there. How do you not gain weight? Oh. Yeah, I mean you're in yeah you're in Spain or wherever. You're on a boat. There's cigarettes everywhere, cheese and and just bread. Wine, just wine coming like at how, you. From... Yeah, everyone just everyone just kind of acknowledges that this is something that goes on, which is why someone like Nikola Mirotic is MVP of the Euro League, but yet in the NBA he was seeing like 20 minutes. Um, because you know. Everyone's smoking cigarettes over there. Anyway, um, Reggie Miller says he needs to trim down. Okay, Reggie is 145 pounds soaking wet. Not necessarily the guy that should be like, hey, man, cut down some weight. I, maybe, or the perfect maybe guy. Should, or the perfect guy. Maybe. They should probably meet in the middle somewhere. Um, yeah, he doesn't need to lose weight. He needs to just get cut. Right. Just get, just get, I mean, it. it is legit that. Luca does not hustle back on defense and whether that's intensity, whether that's the burden of carrying the offense or being out of shape. Personally, I think it's all three. You see it, uh, especially on the defensive end. It's, it's weird. Yeah. He, he looks like the prototypical grinder hustle guy in the NBA. So it's confusing. No, he doesn't. <laughs> There's only you, one aspect that makes him look. You look know, bad. yeah. You pick <laughs> up what I'm. All the other down. aspects make it look like he does not do that. But uh, let's not go into another Caruso debate. <laughs> um, Doncic is European. He's not anyway. Uh, I so I think the thing we have to the thing we have to bring up uh, Doncic's percentages are down, which is affecting his whole game. Yeah. Field goals down. Free Your throws are up. Yeah. Um, but uh, tragically, for the Porzingis haters, they have to eat crow. And that Chris Epps Porzingis, higher fantasy value than Luka Doncic this season per game with only three fewer games played. Uh, absolutely disturbing development 
uh, something that it'll solve itself, sir. Shortly, <laughs> I'm sure it will. Uh, but that would also you goes trade, to show. Would you make that trade, Alex? Would you give up uh, Luca for the unicorn? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, but but an interesting stat. I don't mean to. I'm sorry. I don't mean to spare. No, that's that's okay. Um, Prazingis is having a great year. Uh, I think is also worth bringing up. Uh, ranked twentieth in eight cat leagues. Um, but yeah, if you're if you drafted Doncic top five. I don't know what to tell you. You got I I I suppose maybe you could trade him if you wanted, but that's a pretty that's a pretty tough. You'll have to deal uh, him in a two for one. You're not getting another top ten guy right. for him. But uh... yeah, it just depends on what you're getting in return. And this is you know one of my problems evaluating Luca year to year. Yeah, is the fact that I expect it. I expect growth, right? Yeah, you know this. He's still young. It's his age twenty two season. Um, so I'm expecting growth, and he's already been so good, putting up MVP caliber uh, stats the past two seasons. Uh, but but now when you when you do a deep dive into it, and he sees he has regressed a little bit this season. While, while I do think that'll change, I think he's going to bounce back. But yeah, you know, the shooting percentage being down, the free throw percentage, sixty eight point eight percent. I it, it somewhat makes me wonder: Is he going to be like LeBron James, where you know he's never able to be the top dog in fantasy? because he has a couple flaws or, you know, even worse, is he going to be Russell Westbrook because he has a couple categories that drag him down? Um, or, or to me, when I see a poor free throw shooting, I think the guy's so naturally talented. Yes. He's not working on the aspects of his game that need to work and just lean in too much on his natural talent. I mean, same thing with Westbrook's free throw percentage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, da- I, I was just going to mention, I mean, if you're, if you're in a league where you're punting free throws, uh, he's way more valuable. Like he jumps up to rank nine. I mean, it's the same thing for Giannis too. Like Giannis is a second rank fantasy player if you're punting free throws in an eight cat league. Um, so it's just one of those things on a league by league basis. But if you're just in a very standard roto league where you're trying not to bottom out in any single category, it is tough. Yeah. Let's get the European paparazzi on taking pictures of Jokic, Luka, and Nurkic just eating food while they're in Europe on vacation. That'd be a Jokic sign. just. Just rides the chariot horses. There's nothing. There's nothing suspic. Like, I mean, it's weird that he does that, but he's not. He's not like binging. You know, he's just riding horses in Serbia. <laughs> That's a Putin-like photo shoot waiting to happen. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go to Portland, where Damian Lillard, star point guard, is expected to return Sunday from his abdomen injury. Though that's not really the big news here lately, uh, guys. What's your take? On his rumored massive two-year contract extension request, doesn't really help their interim or their GM search, does it? Shannon, do you have any thoughts on that? Because I kind of, I kind of said some stuff a few days ago on that. Hey, yeah, not much. It's just rumors to me, so I, I, I don't really pay much mind to it. Um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I think with the way the season's playing out for them right now. Uh, and kind of this off the court, uh, we'll, we'll call it drama. I don't think it's really that elevated. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Portland juggles some things up, thing up, you know, the roster up and and makes a move. Whether that's Lillard getting moved, McCollum um, to be determined. But I wouldn't be surprised if they shake things up. Do you think Chauncey Billups stays there for more than two years? Uh, I don't think he survives all this. He's going to be someone else's coaching pick when the new GM comes in. 
I don't sure. see it. I don't see it lasting. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't really proved much this season. I mean, he was. I mean, the thing about him is he knows he has to know he was dealt a pretty bad hand from the start, um, and so maybe there is an understanding that, like, hey. Best case scenario, you get, you know, Damian Lillard, things go well, relatively speaking. Maybe you can make like the second, third round of the playoffs. And if things don't go well, then you're the coach of a rebuilding team and you maybe get to prove yourself a little bit as a coach in general with some lesser guys. So I I don't know. Um, Yeah. All right, gentlemen. With that, let's head to our fan feedback section. Today's fan question comes from Superfan Ramesh. Who asks, which bench stash option do you prefer? John Wall, Wiseman, Kawhi, Jamal Murray, or Zion? Or as Ramesh said, Charles and Shaq's baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is tough, man. I mean, I I don't know how much. I mean, the wall rumors. I don't know are how many. I don't know how much Zion shares are available. So I, that kind of seems off the a not realistic option. Yeah, I mean, I think. Well, see, I don't even know. Like Wall, Wiseman, and Zion are the guys who could come back relatively soon. Like Zion could come back right. this month. Um, Wiseman, it's kind of still January. I think January ish. Wall, I there. He's ramping up. Not really sure what's going on there. I mean, obviously, here's my worry guys... with Wiseman. The Warriors are playing amazing basketball, right? Yeah. Like, why do you like change your rotations in a significant manner to get the the young Wiseman in there? I don't know if that happens. I don't know. It's tough because I think, I mean, ideally, he would just take all of Kevon Looney's minutes, like every single minute. But I don't think organizationally they want. They to like just his defense, the right or wrong. Yeah. I, I don't think they want to give him the boot. I mean, I, I just think, yeah, it's tough. Um, Zion has the most upside of those guys, obviously, when he's back. Um, Murray, who, you know, I think he's targeting like March or season. April. Yeah, it's like, when does your league end? That's also another thing to consider. Yeah. I, you have a strong lean, Shannon. Yeah, so Ka- Kawhi and Murray are off the table for me immediately. I don't expect either to have an impact in the regular season. Um, if if either one returns, uh, it'll be towards the end of the year where they're basically just getting their legs underneath them before the playoffs start. Um, Wiseman, his role, too uncertain. Um, I love him long-term still, still a fan. But for this season, uh, you know, he'll probably be the first one to step on uh, NBA floor for a game out of this group. But I, I, he, he's not – he doesn't have enough upside for this season. And then John Wall – I same thing. I, I don't I don't believe John Wall is going to do much for the Rockets if he ever does start playing again. Uh, so it's Zion by default. Uh, is there Zion, any possible trade destination for John Wall? That contract's massive. There's he, there's he insist on starting, and he probably doesn't have the health to do so. Yeah, there. I mean, there's no such thing as an untradeable contract in the NBA, as we've seen. Like yeah. basically each of the past five years. Kudos to the Wizards. Yep. Right. Whoever the unmovable contract is gets traded every single year, it seems like. So yeah, yeah, I think there there could be a taker for him. What team that is to be determined, but odds are it's probably gonna be like uh Blake Griffin in uh Brooklyn situation where he just 
hang out. You know, he goes and plays off the bench for – he gets bought out by the Rockets and plays off the bench for the Lakers or whoever. Um, I actually think the Clippers are kind of an interesting team for him because mm. if he's healthy, he's he would be their best point guard. Mm, interesting. But, yeah, buyout and then yeah. – Got it. All right. Uh, well, Alex, you take us to the waiver wire. Sounds good. Um, oh, I forgot yeah. to mention, fans, if you want to ask us a question, go to our most recent basketball video on YouTube, like the video, and leave a question for us to answer next week. My apologies, Alex. Now take us away. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, so a little more normalized week this time around. Oklahoma City is the only team with two games. 17 teams have four games. Every other team has three games. Uh, So not much in terms of like strong advantages that guys you should be picking up on the waiver wire that you wouldn't normally be picking up uh, from a game count perspective. Although watch if you have an OKC guy. Uh, There's a good chance if you have someone. going to have to bench JRE. Yeah, yeah. If you have like, if you have like Lou Dort or something, and there's plenty of other, like other guys you might have on your bench that play four games that could put up better numbers. Um, but I'll jump into mine first. My available in fifty percent of leagues player is Garrison Matthews, who is thirty six percent rostered in, on Yahoo and uh, single digits on ESPN. Ranks seventy first per game since he made his first start with Jalen Green out for the Rockets. I should have mentioned he played for the Rockets because a lot of people listening to this podcast may actually not know who Garrison Matthews is or what team he plays for. Cut by the Celtics this offseason with the Wizards bench player for the Wizards last year. Yes, um, he is now starting. Uh, <laughs> now starting. Yeah, uh, he's basically a supercharged Bryn Forbes. Okay, so he's getting you. So far on his starts, beard. yeah, 17 <laughs> points, uh, hitting four threes per game on 44%, 3.2 rebounds, 1.2 steals. He's a two-category guy. He's points and threes, and he's mostly just threes. Uh, but as long as Jalen Green is out, I think Matthews is probably worth rostering. Uh, did not check if they're on a four-game week, but uh, if they are, then he's definitely – he's he's a legit ad at that point. They are on a four-game week. Yeah, if if you uh, he might be a better play than Lou Dort if you had Dort. Uh, you know what? Not just a four-game week, but they've got nice uh, nice opponents in Atlanta and Detroit. Interesting. Well, yeah, uh, Ken, how about you? I'm going to go former Raptor, but current Sacramento King. Terrence Davis, he's owned in 34% of Yahoo and only 4% of ESPN leagues. Sorry, managed in only 34% of Yahoo leagues. He's hit, he is now in their starting rotation and has hit 13 total trays in his last three games, which is good for 22.3 points a game plus 1.3 steals a game. Almost wonder if he's supplanting Buddy Heald as the instant offense guy for the uh, searching for an answer Kings. And we've all discussed the Harrison Barnes eventual fade is now occurring. So I think there are shots and minutes for Davis, even if he does uh, lose his starting spot. Uh, played 30 minutes in their overtime win in Orlando, and he started the last five games. So Terrence I, I, Davis. Terrence Davis was the first name I wrote down as well, Ken. I think that's a great suggestion. Um, I believe his starting spot's safe. Uh, you have – yeah, essentially he's starting over Maurice Harkless. We've talked about Harkless. We've talked about when, when the Kings made the coaching change, we were hoping that Harkless being yeah, banished was one of the things that would happen. Um, and Davis's been great. You know, Dave, Dave's been really good uh, for the Kings. And, no and that really, that really, it opens up more time. I mean, they've got 
a pretty deep rotation, especially because I Ter- Terrence is Terrence Davis starting at the three, but he is more of a guard. Um, he's only six four, but uh, you know they've got Davis, Halliburton, Fox, Davion Mitchell. So they've got Harkless, tons of uh, guards. Hark- and to your point, Shannon Harkless a DNP last game. <laughs> yeah, you know, in Davion Mitchell. So they, they've got uh, Buddy Heel. They've got five six guards that they want to have in their rotation. So you have to move a guy like Terrence Davis to three. Um, and as if far you're as- Alvin Gent, if you're Alvin Gentry. Why not try new stuff? This team hasn't made the playoffs in 15, 16 years. They just can the coach. You've got another, yet again, another short window to prove yourself. He knows how to be an interim coach. He's excellent at it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so my first suggestion uh, is Tyus Jones. Memphis Grizzlies, he's really stepped up uh, in in Morant's absence. Um, Over the past week, uh, Jones is averaging – Oh, no, no. Bear with me. My my screen got reset. <laughs> uh, uh, last he, seven games, he's averaged 9.6 points, four rebounds, 7.3 dimes a game, as well as a very nice 1.6 steals per game. And even better over the past four games, 34 minutes per game over the past four, 11.8, four rebounds, seven assists, 1.3 steals, 1.5. Uh, I'm sorry, 1.5 steals, 1.3 three-pointers. Um, I, I really thought that uh, the that that the Grizzlies were going to lean more heavily on on Bain and and, and Melton. Um, I was surprised that Jones immediately started getting the starts at point guard. I, I really thought Melton would, um, but it looks like they're locked in uh, with Jones as a replacement starter. His minutes, you know, he's getting healthy amount of minutes, well over 30. Uh, 34, 32, 35, and 35 over those past four games. So the minutes are locked in. Um, he'll get you assist. He's not going to be a big scorer. But but if you need assist and steals on short notice, um, he's going to be good until Morant comes back. Oddly shoots great from the free throw line and poorly from the field. Yeah. I was, I was genuinely surprised when I got Tyus Jones in two of my leagues because I was just like throwing out like somewhat aggressive, but not like crazy aggressive offers for him. And I'm like, am I like, I think that's I, Jones fatigue. You got two brothers that have both been on waiver wires for four or five years. It feels like it's Jones fatigue. Well, yeah, we saw that in one of our leagues that we're in together too. I think staff keeper league. And I don't believe it was you who bid on him, but someone no. overbid on him drastically. Um, there's maybe only one, one other like low two, $3 bid on him, And someone paid, paid out the, uh, out the blowhole for him. Um, and and it, it was, I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I really do think we were brainwashed by what the Grizzlies had done earlier this season, like leaning more on Melton. I really thought this, this was the time because we've seen Jones come in for Morant in past seasons. Um, I think after the way Melton played the first few weeks of the season, I think everyone just assumed he was going to get first look and that didn't happen. So, Alex, take us to your long shot of the week. Uh, before, uh, actually, I don't want to potentially steal Shannon, so I won't mention my other guy for my available and 50% of these guy. But my long shot of the week is Patrick Beverly, who I have mentioned once before on this show, 25% yes, rostered uh, on Yahoo. Shannon you know, hates him. I'll keep it, I'll keep it relatively short. Uh, he missed six games with a groin injury. People dropped him. 
ranked 120th this season per game, but that also includes a game in which he played five minutes, the game that he got hurt, so his numbers are kind of artificially deflated. There, you take away that game he got hurt, he's averaging 9.1 points, 4.6 assists, 4.5 rebounds, and 1.9 combined steals and blocks. He is the worst point guard version of Draymond Green just in terms of fantasy profile Um, and in no other ways, Uh, but (laughs) similar stat profile. You're not concerned about Russell's return? No, they've, they have like a defensive mentality now. So I think that Beverly is kind of holding that down for them. They played together a lot. I'm not really that worried about him. Plus if he plays 28 minutes, he's going to go hundred percent the whole time. Um, even though he doesn't believe in help defense uh, per his quote on Rudy Gobert guarding Jared Vanderbilt instead of Carl Anthony Towns. But um, that's a, that's a whole different discussion. Uh, Ken, who is your long shot of the week? I'm going to New Orleans for Pelican rookie Herbert Jones, only owned in 18% of Yahoo leagues. I'm sorry, only managed in 18% of Yahoo leagues, managed in 2% of ESPN leagues. Wednesday, on 8 of 11 shooting, he put up a 19.7 rebound, three assist effort. Started, more importantly, the last eight games for the Pelicans. Kid's 6'8". Second round pick this summer, 35th overall, and you know, obviously, I think the big question is, when is Zion coming back? Every game he does not. Jones is looking better and better. And here's maybe what I love most about Herbert Jones. Uh, in those eight starts, averaging 3.2 steals plus blocks. Uh, so two categories too often ignored. Um, Herbert Jones, my long shot of the week. Yeah, Herbert, Herbert my boy Herbie, he's playing a lot better. Um, he got he got a little stint as a starter earlier this season. Um, started six six games, six of the first seven games of the season uh, for the Pelicans, and wasn't as impressive as he's been uh, th- this last handful of games. So I think that's a great recommendation. Those defensive stats are really the the appealing part there. And, and to piggyback on that, I, I've got another guy who I'm targeting for defensive reasons as my long guy, and it's Darius ba- Baisley. Yeah. I understand the frustration. Well, he was drafted, probably drafted. Only two games next week. Yeah, I know. I know. This is this is more of a long-term play. It's not looking at just next week. But but Baisley was drafted in probably a lot of 12-team leagues, if not all of them, some 10-team leagues, um, definitely 14-teamers. And yeah, I just I think we're starting to see him come around a little bit. Um, but you know, he had one game, uh, that big blowout game that uh that, that the Thunder lost by 80 points or whatever it was, that game doesn't count, all right? That game doesn't count. But if you if you remove that game and look at the past three, he's been pretty solid the past three games, top 20, 24 fantasy points in each, and it's the defensive stats that I like. O- over his past four, he's averaging 1.8 steals, 1.5 blocks, um, you know, 25 minutes per. I, I, I There's no one else. I like his defensive stats because he can't yes. shoot. This I is mean, third year under 40%. The guy's 6'8". How does 6'8 guys not shoot over 40%? I know. I know. It is frustrating. Yeah, I, I, he's not the greatest free throw shooter either, but uh, that doesn't really impact it because he doesn't take a lot of shots from the line. Um, yeah, I, there, there's there's low-end rebound upside, some defensive upside. If you're in a deep enough league, I think it's worth stashing him. I still think that we could see him – 
you know, improve as the season wears on. Um, so he, he's my long shot pickup. Okay. Uh, Ken, let's move on. Oh, the one guy I was going to mention, Cody Martin uh, for oh, yeah. Charlotte. Uh, yeah. Those Charlotte guys, like, obviously keep in mind. COVID hopefully, chaos. Yeah. I mean, hopefully by the time your waivers come around on Sunday, we get a little more information on the, the COVID stuff for Charlotte. But I think Cody Martin's a good ad anyway. He's been 14-team relevant almost all season. Um, good balance stat line. So keep him in mind as well. I think he's available in about two-thirds of Yahoo leagues. Um, but Ken, let's get to your dull suggestion. Uh, yes, it's with the four-game Phoenix Suns of next week. I could bring this guy up almost every week as my dull suggestion. Jay Crowder, owned in 28% of Yahoo leagues, plays four games this week. Uh, last three games, 12.3 points, 5.3 rebounds, but maybe most importantly, two-and-a-half, three-pointers. If you get Jay Crowder on a four or five game week and he happens to be hitting his outside shots, it's always useful. And then you know who to drop the next week. But uh, that's my dull suggestion. Deep league bench staple, Jay, Jay Crowder. Crowder. Uh, Joe Ingles <laughs> also on this list for me of deep league bench <laughs> yeah. staples. But gentlemen, uh, I think it's time for us to discuss our good friends at Yahoo. The NBA, the NBA season is well underway, and Yahoo is excited to go big on daily fantasy basketball. There are a ton of big prize contests throughout this season on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contests now being shark-free <clears throat> to celebrate Yahoo going big on DFS, as well as Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark-free. Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim a free $10 site credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 site credit offer to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests. Yahoo will have daily NBA contests all season long. Play a single game contest of your choice throughout the week, then join Yahoo's weekly Friday main NBA contest to compete for large cash prizes. Play daily fantasy basketball on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer. Thrive is back for another season of Fantasy Hoops, and they're running guaranteed contests every single day. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact of the game. Sign up today and receive a free six-month Rotowire subscription. Here's how you claim that free subscription. Visit rotowire.com slash thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E. Deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Play in your first paid contest on Thrive, and then you'll receive a personal email from me telling you you have access and you'll you'll get everything our optimizers our, our our premium articles all of our other tools back scratches from alex all of it <laughs> i have strong hands i'm a gamer um understanding <laughs> hands yeah exactly um okay win bets if there's one thing we appreciate here at rotowire it is making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. 
Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette. Double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in seven states, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's Fantasy Podcast. And if you are looking at the screen, if you're watching the video version of this podcast, you're seeing can squeeze into a win bet hat. They sent us some very small hats. I'm unable to wear this on a regular basis. I've squeezed into it for the promo read. I'm going to have to take it off because it's too small. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, well, you can't win them all. Let's jump into Friday DFS. Nine game slate today. Uh, if we reference prices, they are via FanDuel. Uh, highest over unders two thirty two uh, for the Kings at Hornets. Both the Nets at Hawks and Bucks at Rockets are at two twenty six. Ken, uh, Ken, Ken just ghosted us. He's just like Ken, I'm done. All right, Ken all right, has all right. excused Sorry. himself. That's okay. This portion of the podcast, I, I have no business giving DFS advice. I'm giving it all to you guys. Uh, nobody. Some could argue nobody is any. Uh, nobody should be giving DFS advice. Um, <laughs> but main injuries, uh, again, very small list that I'm including here. Please keep uh, yourself up to date with the RotoWire news feed, et cetera. D'Angelo Russell is questionable. Jalen Brown still out. Rashawn Holmes still out. There's a ton of long-term absences that, again, just not going to mention here. Um, I'll, I'll kick things off. I, I mentioned Cody Martin in the waiver wire section. I still think there is a ton of value or at least a good amount of value in this Charlotte team. Uh, they're going up against Sacramento, which I just mentioned is the highest over under of the slate. You have Cody Martin uh, salaried at $5,000. Uh, PJ Washington's at 6,600. Miles Bridges at 84 is not the easiest one to swing. Um, but I think Martin and, and PJ Washington specifically are guys, uh, good mid-tier guys that can help fill out a lineup, whether in cash or GPP games. Um, and I don't I don't hate obviously the the Sacramento side of that matchup either because Charlotte's so shorthanded. So I'm expecting quite a few people to stack that game. Yeah, it's that's a great game to target. Um, it'll be interesting to see how how the how Sacramento handles the Rashawn Holmes absence. Um, yeah, it's it's been Alex Len. You've seen Tristan Thompson, uh, Metu. It's remains to be seen. Marvin Bagley will be in the mix. Um, you know, I we had we saw the most recent game. Holmes was only able to play ten minutes. Um, that led to more minutes from Thompson, 21 off the bench, Bagley, 19 off the bench, Alex Len, 17 minutes off the bench. 
Uh, Metu was not in that mix. So I'm skeptical that we'll see Metu uh, see many minutes tonight. Um, and having said that, he might be announced as the starter now. So what remains to be seen. But whichever player is, uh, is announced as a starter will be worth consideration. I think of those four guys, Metu, Metu and Bagley are the ones that I like the most to pop off and have like a 30-point fantasy outing. Yeah, I agree. Um, tough center situation in general, so I agree. You should wait until we get some confirmation on the starters. Um, I'm going to bring up Cam Johnson. Devin Booker's still out. He's 4,100. He's close to minimum against Boston. Um, nice. He's He's been paying off his salary lately. 27 fantasy point average over the past four games. Great back-end roster fill-in. I will mention in that Phoenix-Boston game, I don't think I like Tatum here. Uh, the the Suns did such a great job of, of shutting Steph Curry down in that first game that they play against the Warriors. I just worry that Phoenix's defense is just going to absolutely overwhelm Tatum. And, Jalen Brown uh, still out. Jalen, yeah, with Jalen Brown still out, all the focus can go on the on on Tatum and Schroeder and Smart and Horford. Like they're gonna do whatever they can, but it, I mean Horford's gonna have eight in guarding him potentially. Um, I don't know what, you know, maybe Robert Williams gets eight in treatment. Not really sure, but it'll be a really tough matchup. So I'm not, not really targeting anyone from Boston as some anti, some anti Two game slides. They got, they got some issues in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that. I watched that Lakers game, Ken, and it just turned into like Tatum ISO ball. Uh, oh, they really... got totally out bullied. I think they're out rebounded by 18 or 19. And then just half-hearted effort losing yeah. to the Clippers without Paul George the next night. It's tough. Getting, thing, things are getting angry in New England, I can tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, Shannon, uh, let's kick it to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to actually go back to that Charlotte-Sacramento game because there are a couple other players yeah. I like. Yeah, it's Kelly. It's been the Kelly Oubre show with all these yeah. other guys out. Um, he, he's basically been a, a walking 40 fantasy points. Um he has the last three games, 38, 59 and a half, and 40 and a half fantasy points, um, averaging 40 minutes per game over that stretch. Yeah, with, with the Hornets still shorthanded, I expect another big game from Oubre. Um, get, getting a little bit riskier, he's at 7,400 now. Um, you know, he started off this stretch when, when Melo and Rogier and all these guys were ruled out. I, I think Oubre was like around 5,600, 5,800 in that range. So it's getting riskier, but with the production, it's hard to argue. I mean, even at 7,400, I think he's a solid price. Uh, and then Harrison Barnes, you know, let's not, let's not talk about the fade with Harrison Barnes. Not so fast, all right? This guy, he's just coming off a, a five-game absence, returned from injury, played 29 minutes, 16 points, five rebounds, three assists, one steal, good for 30 fantasy points, point per minute. Uh, with, with Holmes out, uh, I expect – I expect Barnes to have a bigger role and it being his second game back from injury. Uh, so, you know, he's going to be out there probably playing 36 minutes and, and I, and he's, and he's a lot cheaper right now than he has been uh, for, for a good chunk of the season. He's at $6,000. They're not going to look to Tristan Thompson to score. No, absolutely not. Uh, someone else I'd like to bring up Josh Giddy, 5,500 against the Lakers. I think he's a great high floor play. Uh, we saw the Lakers have a good defensive game against Boston, so and they're starting to they're starting to get a little bit of a groove. So I have like 
mild reservations about this, but I think the salary is low enough. Um, over the past 10 games, Giddy has dipped below 25 fantasy points only once. So again, at 5,500, uh, I think he's a great cash game play. Again, not GPP, maybe. It's just I'm a little worried about the matchup to some extent, but uh, I think I think the price is solid. Um, I don't know, yeah. Shannon, anybody else you have on your list? Yeah, here, here's a not a very attractive or appealing name, but someone who has been productive. Eric Gordon with the Rockets. Um, yeah, he's seen more minutes with, uh, with, with the Rockets dealing with numerous injuries. Uh, Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. both out. Uh, they're both going to be out again on Friday. Uh, you know, it, even, even the most recent game uh, this week against the Nets, Gordon was cruising. He had 21 points in 28 minutes, uh, and he ended up being ejected from that game. Um, easily could could have finished with upwards of 30 points if he was able to stay in. Um, I expect him to get lots of run against Milwaukee tonight, and, and really with no one else, or well, no one outside of Garrison Matthews, of course, being right. able to score buckets. Uh, they're going to need him to score. And one the Rockets, of those two is going to hit four plus threes. Yeah, just out and, of necessity. And the Rockets are actually playing. They're fairly competitive right now. I think they've won like seven, seven. games. Seven uh, in a row, yeah. I do think it's funny that that uh, coincides with Green and Porter missing time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tells you a little something there. Tells you a little something there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Couple, couple other names I like. Uh, it, this this one's just confusing me. Uh, we've talked about my boy Jonas Jonas Valanciunas JV quite a bit this season. He is he's only seventy five hundred on Fanduel, and his ownership percentage has been down lately, um, single digits a lot of nights, and, and that's confusing to me. I you know this is a guy he he's. In three of his past five games, he's had he has had a 66 and a half, 44 and a half, and 50.7 fantasy point outings. Those are monster numbers. Those are monster numbers that you only see from like Joel and Bede at the center position. And he's got that in three of the past five, and he's still gone down in price. Really, really odd to me. Um, he's going against Detroit, who doesn't have a true center at all. Uh Beef Stew is manly, and you know, I still have a crush on him, but JV is going to be able to dominate him in the post. Uh, it's just a matter of if JV play, plays 32 minutes, you know, he has 50 point upside. Um, so I do think it'll be fairly competitive game with the Pistons and Pelicans since both teams are garbage. Yeah. Those, those guys in the 7,000 range who have 50 point upside, those are kind of like the the sweet spots in, in daily fantasy for GPPs. Yeah. I agree with you entirely. Last guy I'll mention, you mentioned the Houston game, Christian Wood. Uh, 8,200 has played really well lately. He's the key uh, to the win streak. Yeah, again, coinciding with the absences of, of uh, the, the two backcourt guys. Um, there was one game where he only played nine minutes. I think he got hurt. But if you take that one away, like over his past, uh, over his past six games besides that, it's 46 fantasy points, 40, 48, 59, 62, 41. And he's at 8,200. I know the Bucks are a good defense. But it he's paid off salary like almost literally every single game that he's played over the past uh, six. So also revenge game, yeah, revenge game yeah. against the Bucks. Exactly, yeah, they wouldn't pay him and make the the twin tower scenario with him and Giannis. So uh, revenge situation. Yeah, it, it is. 
the one position, I guess Giannis could guard him. If Giannis is guarding him, it's a little bit tougher. Uh, but if, you know, if, if it's Bobby Portis or DeMarcus Cousins guarding him, um, I'm not as worried uh, about that, that Bucks defense. All right. Uh, let's bring Ken back into the fold for the old man rant. Ah, I like beer. And I was going to use this segment to complain about the expensive cost of beer at NBA arenas. For instance, two beers at my beloved uh, TD Garden cost $25. But then I remembered that recently a fan in Sacramento with courtside seats threw up all over the court during a recent loss to Utah. He clearly had too much to drink. Fittingly, that was Luke Walton's last game with Sacramento. So instead, I'll just politely remind fans to either drink lightly at games or stay home and enjoy your favorite beverages at a much cheaper price. Gah! There's a very funny YouTube video breaking down all elements of the fan ralphing all over the King's Court. I'll post that with the podcast. That uh, I'm sure the fans will appreciate that. Uh. <laughs> so I I, I want to bring up something. You know, this is really the way Ken ghosted us. I, I really feel like next week, if we just have Ken there for the whistle, and then he ghosts out, and then he comes back for the old man rant, and in between, he's just silent in the background watching us. I, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. <laughs> you're, you're gunning for a no Ken, a no Ken pod. Just a whistle, whistle and a rant, man. I could just do email. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll call in. We'll give you a phone call near the end of the podcast, and uh, it'll be like when you call your grandpa and he gets like on like a really mad. Like you're like, hey, what's up? And he's like, you know, I was at the Celtics game and the beers were so expensive, <laughs> and it's like the worst quality voice you've ever heard on a call. Um, I, <laughs> my mom did that rant because uh, the phone company made her get rid of her flip phone because it's only two G. Mm. And uh, you got to be on. I didn't even know that was a 2G was an option, <laughs> but they don't carry that anymore. You have to be 3G or more. And I heard her complain about that for about an hour and a half at dinner recently. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, hey, I was looking for phones the other day. at and still had flip phones on their website. Not sure. Uh, they were weirdly expensive, uh, but we'll, we'll see. Mm. Uh, okay. Mispronounced names. Uh, don't remember any. I think we're clear on that front. Um, had a Shannon nailed me too. Yeah, pretty pretty easy week on the waiver wire with Matthews, Davis, Jones, and Crowder. Oh, it's <laughs> almost like it was on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is presented by WinBet. Ken, take us out of here. For today's quote, we're taking recently benched Brooklyn big man Blake Griffin back to his L.A. Clipper days when Blake was asked what he said to Trevor Ariza after an on-court fight. Blake said, quote, he asked me if I was still coming to his birthday party, and I said, yeah, I'm a try. Attention passengers, this three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of of the line. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.